The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Why is this so important? Why did you pick this story? Why does this matter? This This is the news. And why, 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 and why it matters. Hi, I'm Sarah Gonzalez. Welcome to the news and why it matters. Glenn, what was the top story for you? Fake news. Oh, okay. Uh, resistance protester that really stuck it to Trump in a big way. Oh, wow. <laughs> right, Jason. The largest military exercise Russia's done since they were the Soviet Union going on right now. Wait, you're doing something on Russia? Imagine that, right? Huh. Never happens. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> All right, fake news. Uh, oh, actually, you know what? I keep forgetting before we get into this. Oh, my gosh. Our sponsor. We have okay. to thank ah, them. We have happens. to thank the sponsor. Okay. Uh, Brick House. Mm. So they've got Field of Greens which is, of course, the best way to get your fruits and vegetables. Where is my field of greens? Where's my glass of field of greens? Yeah, you, should, you should have brought something to mix it in. Should I have done that? You should have done that. That would have been a good idea. I feel like we have to come up with these ideas. I feel like you're saying that to me because I'm a woman. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, the little Philly, if you just get into the kitchen, wrestle up some greens for us. What year is it? They also have Dawn to Dusk. Yes. As I was telling Stu, I know Stu has used that. Yeah. Uh, I just had it for the first time earlier. So nice. We're going to see how it is live on air uh, if I just start jittering uh, and just <laughs> oh, shake off the work. chair. That's <laughs> why it's great, though. It's not, it doesn't give you that feeling. Because yeah. like, some of those things can. I mean, I take, yes. I, I've had once a uh, Red Bull from you. <laughs> I about vibrated off the stage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it, this was, that's the best up. part about Dawn to Dusk because you don't have to get that feeling and you can still get the boost of energy. And the, the Field of Greens is great because you don't have to actually, you can eat your vegetables without having to eat your vegetables. Shut up, you like vegetables. What? You're vegetarian. I do. I, I'm a vegetarian that doesn't really like veg- vegetables all that much. So. That's what? weird. Isn't that funny? What's that, what's that leave you with? Pizza. <laughs> I do love my vegetables, and I still, so I get double vegetables, because I'll eat my vegetables, and then I'll drink my vegetables oh, stop later. stop bragging. Shut up. It's unbelievable. All right, okay, well, go to BrickHouseBlaze.com and uh, use promo code GREENS, and you can get 15% off of your first order, or you can text GREENS to 41411. Fake news. Fake news. Um, leading with a story that we're actually going to do tomorrow uh, on radio, and uh it is about fake news unlike anything I've ever seen. Uh, it comes from the Financial Times. And it is about something that, Stu, how long have I talked about this? Oh, I mean, since 2007? Yeah. 2008? And maybe, yeah, maybe six or seven because the crash happened. And leading up to it, I was talking about there is no way that these financial gurus do not know There's no way that the press who covers Bloomberg, that they don't know this thing is going to come apart. Now, I'm a self-educated guy on the the economy and and the money system and banking and everything else. And I knew it. Now, the the first, first thing was, okay, maybe they know something I don't know. And the next excuse was, well... Uh, you know, they know of all of the systems that are there or they're blind to it because they're too close to it. Bullcrap. They knew. The Financial Times ran a story today that talked about how one of their reporters down in Wall Street, the banks were starting to collapse. Lehman Brothers. He went in. He knew what this meant. And he went in. Was it a city? Citibank? 
and there was a legitimate run on the banks. It was all of the Wall Street traders, and they were all taking their money out because many of them had, you know, 250000 plus. So FDIC would only go for 250000 It wasn't even back then. It was 100000 100000 yeah, okay. before they upped it. So what they, these guys were doing was they were taking their money out, and they were putting it in other banks. It was a legitimate run on the bank. Citibank said, wait, 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 don't do that. Just put it in the name of your children. How many children do you have? Put some in your wife. Spread it out. We'll give you six accounts. Okay? But it was a legitimate run on the bank. This reporter was there, and he, he said, I've, I, I got to call, the, I gotta call the, the photographer. They went down. They took pictures of this run on the bank, and then they did nothing with it. And the, the idea was, I can't tell the American people what's really going on. I can't, I can't let them know that information because that'll only make things worse. The guy now feels so guilty about it, he's coming clean because he says, it's worse. Because nothing was fixed, because we didn't let them collapse, because nothing was fixed, it's worse what's about to come. And he said, this time, I won't shut my mouth. Wow. I mean, I can see it being uh, a difficult decision, right? I mean, his point was, if I take pictures in the middle of a Manhattan Wall Street bank, in the middle of a run on it, uh, it will cause a run on every bank in America, and our entire financial system could be destroyed. Um, How many times did we have people, this is when I was at CNN, that I'd have very big financial people. Mm-hmm. And they would off the air say, you're exactly right. Keep going. You're exactly right. You may not know why you're right, so let me explain this, this, and this. That's why this is right. Oh, thank goodness. Okay, you'll go on the air with me? Oh, God, no. No, I'm not going to say any of that. They all stuck me out. I had one of the, I had a guy who was in the, with the Fed um, at the time of the bailout, called me that night, and he would call me all the time because he felt it was immoral that someone wouldn't warn the people, but he couldn't because of his fiduciary responsibility. He was the only one. He was the only one. You said yeah. that this guy just came out? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, Financial Times. I ha- yeah, because I was going to say, I haven't heard. Oh, no, you, you know, I mean, you're not going to see that anywhere in mainstream media. No, and you won't hear about it, I'm convinced, because it's in a financial newspaper, and he's warning about what's coming now. What is he saying is coming now? He's saying now uh, the bond market is so, uh, everything's so out of whack um, that uh, pensions are going to be destroyed. Mm-hmm. And he said... Uh, this this is much bigger than the banking crisis. This is the pension crisis. And he says it's going to collapse globally. And he said anybody who you know thought that they were going to have any money for retirement, it's all gone. We talked about we did a show not too long ago just about uh, what the Fed has been doing. Um, I think it was like a month or so ago when we did the show, and all the money that wasn't like that was off the books that wasn't even a part of the bailout, but it was all just getting printed, like record amounts of, of printed money that was just completely off the books. And a lot of that money that was supposed to go to fix the issues that caused the 2008 financial crisis weren't going to actually fix the, 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 the issues. In fact, this is one of the craziest things we learned. Before, you couldn't make money. Like if a bank like Citi or whatever, they have to have a certain amount like that's in reserve at the Fed. And they all did like the minimum that they had to have. But you, they didn't make interest on that money. So if they put it in there, they weren't making money. It was just straight up. It was just in reserve in case of a holy, holy crap type button. 
Well, they switched that right when they were uh, writing up the, the, the writing up the bailout, and they said, "Okay, well now you can make interest on money you put in there." So they were throwing in billions of dollars into the Fed that was just sitting there, sitting there making money, and they weren't fixing any issues. So, like, if if the problems that were started back then, yes, but they yes and no. This is really complex. We don't need to get into this, but that's called mark to market. What the biggest problem was, we did not mark to market. And it took me a while to understand this. Um, If you're the banking system and you're holding all of these loans and all of a sudden the housing market collapses, what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to look at all of your holdings and say, I'm going to mark these to market now. So I'm holding a loan uh, for a million dollars. It's only worth 200,000 now. So I lose as the bank. I lose $800,000 $800,000 in, in liquidity and in, in, in me being able to go get a loan from the Fed and say, look, I have this much money in the bank. So what they did is they took all of these loans and because they didn't mark to market, they were sitting there with garbage and they, saying that they're worth so much money, but they weren't. And so I think, I'm guessing, that they allowed them to take that money, put it into the Fed, grow interest, which would pay them that money in a clandestine way to make up between the 200000 to the million. But where, where I get fuzzy is, so printing money in excess is bad. Record amounts of printed money since 2008 up to now. I don't remember what the actual amount is, but it's insane. No, it's, it's anywhere between uh, $4 and $9 trillion. So, so, uh, so the Fed was printing money to bail out these banks which they are then putting it into the Fed, which they're gaining. So the money they printed is already bad in, in excess. And they're putting that money in there, which it's accumulating its own money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> from the Fed. Okay, from the Fed. The problem? <laughs> I do not see a problem. It seems like it's going to work out well. That's yeah, really bad. Uh, yeah. One of the interesting things, too, about that was that at the end, the author of the story said, in retrospect, he thought it was the right decision not to pass that off to the American people. And think about how weird that is, where... You know, people on Wall Street, reporters on Wall Street, are protecting their money and not telling you so that you can protect yours. Now, it wound up working out where I guess it didn't, it didn't completely collapse. Uh, so maybe you look back at that and say it was a good thing. But uh, that is not, that's a weird precedent. And I don't see how that's journalistically uh, ethical. You're not, you're not allowing collapse to happen. That's the difference between communism and capitalism, according to, you know, Stalin's chief economic uh, advisor. What makes capitalism strong is it allows for things to go back into winter and let them collapse because they failed. We didn't let this collapse. We built it. We built a house of cards on a ship made of cards on a on a trolley that is going down, you know, a snaking road in San Francisco. It's not going to. Milton Friedman talks about really this quick. a lot, really quick. Milton Friedman talks about that, and he's also like, he talks about the importance of letting things crash and letting things fail. You, not only is it bad, it's bad when it happens, and you have to suffer through it, but you innovate, you change, you get yes. better. As, and right. if you don't, if you always prop things up, you never change, you never innovate. Right. Creative destruction. Yeah. Uh, Stu, someone stuck it to Trump. The oh. news and why it matters. Go. Okay, big, big time in Trump's face on this one. Um, uh, professor, uh, not a fan of Trump, uh, went into uh, the bathroom. Um, and uh, put a $100 bill, taped it to the, uh, to the mirror, and said, this is for the janitor, and then took out a gun, and then shot himself in the arm. Oh. 
to oh. stick it to Trump. And man, Trump felt that one. Uh, <laughs> what? Yeah. It's unclear whether he was actually trying to kill himself and chickened out or, or screwed up. Because yeah, that, that's a really you, bad yeah. shot. Yeah. If you're aiming yeah, for your head and you hit your forearm. Yeah, I mean, well, I, it's a, probably a liberal. So, yeah, you know, they, they don't have good. He's never shot a gun. just went off. But that is actually a real story that happened. And, you know, so they, you know, he's okay. I guess he's going to make it. Um, oh, but, God. but he did tell people that, that he was doing it to, to show, you know, to show Trump up or, you know, stick it to Trump. What I, so I think that's where more, most conservatives kind of went with it, how, just how ridiculous it is that this guy thinks he's, you know, he's, he's really getting Trump by shooting himself. Like, that's not a good way. If he would have shot himself in the foot, it would have made more sense. Um, but <laughs> so I, I kind of think that's funny and a funny angle. Another part of it that's interesting, though, is that by now, that lives inside of the school shooting database for the year. Yes, it does. Um, because it happened at a college. Yep. Oh, my um, gosh. And he shot himself on oh my gosh. to raise the numbers. Now, I when, think he did. When you hear that, wow. you know, there's been 400 school shootings this year. It's stuff like that that's included to get to those numbers. And the fact that some liberal professor, to protest Trump, shoots himself in the arm in the bathroom of a college, gets onto the school shooter list, shows how completely ridiculous, ridiculous. these numbers are. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah. It's interesting, too. Um, down that road of of because this is the way they manipulate this to go after people's guns. You know, they they oh, there's this huge number of school shootings that we know aren't real. Um, we should this is something we should watch, Glenn, and I think maybe we should cover more in depth on radio because I know we're a little short on time here. Is that California is now moving for excess regulations on bullets? They're going after the bullets instead of the guns. Oh, you can buy your gun, sure, but bullets are going to be gigantic, much more expensive, and they're going to be impossible for you to get, and you can only get a few at a time, and you can't get this type, and you can't get this type, and you can't get this type. They're trying that out. Progressivism, I mean, it is, it is uh, what's-his-name uh, uh, from Harvard, you know, the guy who, you nudge. Oh, Cass Sunstein. Cass Sunstein. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. that's nudge. It's a pain in the I, can't, I have a gun, but I can't even buy bullets. Why would I bother, right? Yeah. And they're trying to nudge you out of that lifestyle, get you away from that Second Amendment. Is, is, it, is, it, is it a crime to, with, to hold a certain amount or yeah. just to buy a certain amount? Both. They, they, so you they, could, re, could you reload and do all this on your own and get to get around it? Um, I, well, they're saying it's not even, it's just the purchase of them in the first place that they're, they're going yeah, after. I think they all need to but, be serial numbered. Yes, that's another thing they're trying to do is, is put yeah. um, serial numbers on every bullet that you fire. That the gun wow. has something in it that, that stamps the bullet as you fire it so that every single bullet can be traced back to the gun. They're just try- and then they're trying to restrict and infringe the right to bear arms, which is not allowed. Not allowed in this country unless you amend the Constitution. You can go for it if you want, but it's going to be a tough road. Yeah. All right, back in a minute. Glenn Beck is coming live to talk about the right path forward and to make fun of the people standing in the way. He might not be able to save the country, but at least we can all go down laughing. Glenn Beck Live, the Addicted to Outrage Tour, on tour this fall. Got a lot more to get into, but before we get started, I want to thank our TV and podcast sponsor, Ribuzone. This little bottle, I promise you, I have about five in different areas of <laughs> my life. So I carry one in both of my purses, and I have one at home, and I have one at the office so that I'm never without it. Uh, I know we've gone over this before, but uh, it used to be a little bit heavier, um, chunky, maybe just, just a little even... bit of meat on the bones. She's the Texas Number 10. 10. Yes, number 10. 
You didn't know they made font that big, but they do. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> so That's crazy. It doesn't even look like you. I, yeah, I know. I get that a lot. It's funny when I go, I'll see someone from high school in the grocery store, and I'm like, I don't have to have an awkward conversation because you don't know who I am. <laughs> but uh, so, you know, I lost all this weight, but, you know, you still have problems with metabolism when you get a cer- to a certain age or, uh, you know, you just are constantly craving things. So I have found that this has really, really helped for me control my cravings. It gives me the extra boost in metabolism. I don't usually have time to work out just because... I don't know if you two I mean, we know. We do. We're at the gym all the time, but I can understand well, how you can't make it. <laughs> well, we have this. Well, <laughs> we have this boss, and he's kind of like a work. Like, yeah, I've noticed that. I've noticed that about him. Cracks <laughs> the whip, and he's so I don't have time to work out. He's a jerk. Uh, but you know, I mean, of course, working out is essential, but I don't have that much time to. So, if you're like me and you just need a little bit of an extra boost, please order this. It is uh, ridizone.com, and you can get 30% off of a three-pack, which is a three-month supply. That's three whole months, 30% off. Use promo code THEBLAZE. Jason, tell us about Russia. So I think it's, in 19, it's 1981, there was a gigantic Russian, or so actually Soviet military exercise. I think it was called Zapad, and they still do variants of Zapad. But back then, it was huge. It was the largest uh, mobilization, uh, I think, ever uh, for the Soviet the Union. It was on the east in Eastern Europe, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think actually, the pod means east. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it was huge, and it freaked NATO out, freaked everyone out. You can still see uh, there's videos of, of the pod back in '81 where you can see where they have tanks spread as far as the eye can see. I mean, it literally looks like the you know the end of the world scenario right before the nukes come flying in. It, it was the I remember it was the response to Reagan. Reagan was... Just elected. Yeah, he was just elected. He had, you know, uh, saber-rattled, and they wanted to send a strong message. Okay, your new president? Yeah, well, look what we can do. And it was terrifying at the time. So, now, with that in perspective and that context, Russia right now is doing an exercise that dwarfs the the size of Zapad uh, 81. It's over 300,000 actual manned troops, uh, tens of thousands of tanks, APCs. Uh, it would look, it would put those videos back in '81 to shame as how how much equipment is out there. Um, around 2,000 aircraft. I mean, you can just imagine. There's you could, you can hardly walk in this area anywhere within a hundred hundreds of miles without have, probably bumping into some part of this exercise. <laughs> it's nuts. Um, but probably one of the even scarier things on this, or more well, not scary, but more alarming, is that there's over 3,000 Chinese troops that are also cooperating with and involved with this exercise. Um, They've done a few, like, uh, things where they've cooperated in the past, but nothing of this scale. And actually, China has never deployed their military in this size before, ever. I mean, beyond, like, the Vietnam War or something like that. So, this is a couple things. First of all, the Chinese military, um, you know, is changing. And by 2020, the whole structure of China is going to be different, is it not? Um, if the, you, you mean for the you mean larger and yeah, more scary mili- yeah for the military if their economy can hold yeah which is questionable right yeah. so um, but the other thing is I think just like in eighty one um, you know Donald Trump is projecting strength against China with trade also with Russia um, England is projecting strength so. We know why Russia is doing it, to project strength back, just like they did in 81. And I think China is sending a message to Donald Trump. Hey, you know what? If we join them, you guys are totally screwed. Exactly right. 
Yeah. It's interesting too. To this is uh, another commercial, I believe, for my uh, personal philosophy to ignore everything that Donald Trump says or tweets. Because if you ignore everything Donald Trump says or tweets about Russia, they've been pretty tough on Russia. Like the Trump administration has been pretty aggressive with Russia. Sure. They just put new sanctions on, and I think this is, might be a reaction of the way that you know that that relationship has gone. And and I you know I, I think that's the the right move to be tough on them. You know, you get this impression from Trump when he talks about how much he likes them and how Vladimir is such a good guy and so smart. But I mean, if you ignore all that and you just see it, what have they actually done? What they have done has been fairly aggressive. I mean, you know, certainly a lot of this is Mattis and other people in the administration. But I mean, what do you care what, what, what he's tweeting and what he's saying at press conferences? What he's actually doing is, is fairly aggressive with Russia. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think you're right on. I think that there's if you look at the relationship between Russia and China, they have no real reason to stay allies. They don't. Historically, they've butted heads. They're in big-time competition in, uh, in uh, right basically where China ends and, and like, uh, like Kazakhstan, all those places that used to be the Soviet Union come together. So they're competitors. So the only real reason they're doing it now is basically because they have a common enemy in the United States. We're pissing China off. We're pissing Russia off. We'll always piss Russia off. I think in the future... I actually, I have a little more optimistic, uh, I think, view on our relationship with China. I think that we have every reason to cooperate. We both benefit hugely from, is that a word? Bigly? Bigly. Mm-hmm. That's the better way to put it. <laughs> we both benefit bigly from free trade, open markets, back and forth across the Pacific. That's tons and tons of money. It's just going to take the right leader to be able to communicate that with China and to harness it. But in the future, I think our, chi- our relationship with China is not scary. It's actually positive. Stu, there was a, a, a viral photo that came out from Puerto Rico. Yeah, I mean, as, as Hurricane Florence is about to hit North Carolina, South Carolina, um, it's amazing. Uh, what, you know, we forget about Puerto Rico, and there's, you know, that it was really a, a disaster um, of epic proportions. Um, you know, some reports say 3,000 people died there. We, we can go over those numbers, but this just came out, and this has now been confirmed by FEMA that this is accurate, this is real. This is an entire runway. What you see there are millions of bottles of water that never got to anyone. They're just sitting currently on a runway in Puerto Rico. Um, Some of these pictures, I mean, you can kind of get the scale of it um, as as you cycle through these pictures. But look at that. I mean, look at how many bottles. (laughs) The entire runway. The entire runway was covered, and maybe they got... 20% 20% of the bottles actually distributed to people. So whose fault is that? Yeah. We don't know yet. We know that FEMA did confirm that that's what it was. So I'm assuming that it's a FEMA project. I haven't seen yeah, the... Yeah, but uh, did FEMA just... Were they supposed to just deliver them to right. the airport? Like, was there someone yeah, in, right. in Puerto Rico that could, was supposed yeah. to could then be. distribute? Again, you know, Puerto Rico is... Uh, you know, these are American citizens. You know, we keep... I feel like a lot of people look at this and say, hey, you know, like, yeah, it's, a, it's almost like it's another country. Well, it's not another country. It, it, you know, this is... You know, it, this is... These people vote in our elections. They're American citizens. Um, and... You know, the fact that the idea that 3,000 people died is, is, is used, I think, a little bit too much as a fact um, at this point, because what, what it basically is, is they, they factored it, they did a study to the excess amount of people who died in that year. So, like, if normally, let's say, 100,000 people died, they saw 103,000 people died in that year, so they, they attributed those extra deaths well, that's to... that's not accurate. Right, it's not accurate, but we do know it's a lot more than 60 or 65, sure. which is what the government is actually reporting. 
Um, so it probably is thousand. It could be more than three thousand, uh, honestly. Uh, but I, the number three thousand is a little bit more. Um, it's a little bit more shaky than I think a lot of the news organizations are saying. But we know it was really, really bad. We know that areas have gone months and months and months without power. And the fact that you know people could be struggling and potentially thousands of people dying while there's that millions of bottles of water sitting on a runway with. Anyone could have just taken them, and they're just sitting there. It's, it's just really depressing. So what do you think of this, just off the top of my head, that this is, um, this is probably the way uh, government would treat all of us if there wasn't television and there weren't others to come and help. You know, the problem, we, we tried to get to uh, Puerto Rico. We couldn't get to Puerto Rico because you had to have special government permission to land or, you mm-hmm. know, have a ship or whatever. So we, we could the average person couldn't help. So this is what U.S. aid looks like without the regular people. And Texas is the opposite, right? Yeah. I and mean, people are really jumping to help and, mm-hmm. and we're able to make a big well, difference You couldn't there. in Puerto Rico. Yep. All right, back in a minute. What's the, what's the government holdup for a lot of people? Hey, it's Sarah Gonzalez. Thanks for listening to the program. I want to tell you about another show I think you'll like, The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. You can find it wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Someone government would have Len, approved yes. I hear that you have uh, something going on tonight. Uh, actually, tomorrow. Oh, is it yeah, tonight or tomorrow? Tomorrow night. Okay. Thursday tomorrow? night, 8 o'clock, is a virtual signing because I can't make it all across the country. Uh, for you the can't? Book. No, I can't. Huh. We are doing a tour in, I don't know, 12, 12 15 yeah. cities. Um, and you can check out and grab your tickets for the tour at glenbeck.com. But also sign up. Uh, I'm going to be taking questions live tomorrow night, 8 o'clock, signing your book and shipping it off to you. The book comes out September 18th. Yes, next week. Okay, we're going into overtime. See you there. Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze Premium subscribers. Become a premium subscriber at theblaze.com slash subscribe. Kamala Harris recently put out a video of Brett Kavanaugh. And if you're you're pro-choice, which... You're not pro-choice. We're not pro-choice. But if you're pro-choice, it's kind of damning in regards to abortion. Yeah. uh, She wanted to frame him in a way that made him look like he hated women's rights. And, and, you know, one of the big uh, efforts on the left, and this has been going on for a while, is that people who are pro-life also want to ban birth control. It's kind of this fun little game they play. They did it with Cory Booker. Yeah, or Corey, Corey Gardner. Corey Gardner. He already banned it. I he already thought. banned it. Yeah, he did ban it. Cory Gardner banned birth control. That's right. Um, that horrible commercial from 2014, maybe. Um, and then there was, you know, previously, though, there was the same thing they tried on Rick Santorum. They tried to make him look like he was going to ban birth control. It's, it's such a silly thing. Like, I, don't, I know literally zero conservatives who are for banning birth control. I mean, well, there are people does, in their it, own. First of all, it's, it's Catholic bashing. Yep, um, because it makes. But again, like that's Catholics, why and that's and that's why Rick Santorum mm-hmm. was a Catholic. That's why he was brought up in this. But it's also it goes back to the Margaret Sanger days. That was that's the origins of the uh, of uh, of abortion. Abortion was a guy's going to come and you know read Les Mis. I mean, this is the way it was. A guy would come into your life. You'd think you were falling in love. Whatever. You'd get pregnant. He'd beat it. You were stuck with a child. Society said, you're a whore. 
um, you've got a child, your life was just literally destroyed. Not like it is now. Literally destroyed if you were a mother with a child and you had never been married. Um, and so the, the idea of uh, we have to have abortions because all of these women, their lives are being destroyed. That is no longer valid because they didn't have birth control. And so now... Once you had birth control, then you lost your reason for having the abortion. Yeah, and I think, you know, with the Kavanaugh part of this, they're trying to make it look like Handmaid's Tale, right? Like women yes. will have no rights, and so they have to do this. So um, what they did with, um, with Kavanaugh was to take um, the words he used, and, and Kamala, do we have the tweet from Kamala Harris, where she says, uh, she's talking about, uh, Kavanaugh says he chooses his words very carefully. And this is a dog whistle going after birth control. He was nominated for the purpose of taking away a woman's constitutionally protected right to make her own health care decisions. Is there any way you could word that to make it less about the thing they're talking about? <laughs> like, you're talking about abortion. It, she says, uh, the right to make her own health care decisions. Uh, make no mistake, this is about punishing women. Punishing women. So they, do we have the clip of, the, uh, of Kavanaugh speaking? Yeah. And this is this is the phrase that made them believe this. Yes. Watch. Filling out the form would make them complicit in the provision of uh, the uh, abortion inducing drugs that they were as a religious matter objected to. Now, abortion inducing drugs is the key phrase, as they highlighted it so easily for you to understand. <laughs> and that's supposed to say what what they're saying is birth control is abortion inducing. So they're going to go after abortion and then ban birth control. The problem with this, and I want to say the problem, but it's not singular. There are a lot of problems with this. Um, but the, the, the main one was they edited out, specifically edited out, Kavanaugh's two words before what you just saw. And those two words were, they said. Kavanaugh is summarizing someone's legal argument in a court case. He's not saying that he believed that. He's saying this is what this, it was like a religious group, was arguing in an abortion case. So he said, they said, uh, well, you know, abortion-inducing drugs, that whole quote you just saw. I mean, completely so uh, misleading. And, and Who asked the question? I don't remember off the top of my you head. should look, because it would be interesting if they said, in this such and such a case, can you tell me what the argument was? Right. And if it was a Democrat, uh, there's a good chance it was, this is exactly what they wanted. What they were going for. Now, interestingly, after this, um, PolitiFact, a left-leaning fact-check organization in the Washington Post, went through, did their fact-check treatment and found uh, false, completely false, and uh, four Pinocchios, if you want to go down that uh, silly road. Um, but they, you know, it was proven very easily to be false. I mean, it's, it's as, as blatant as a, 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 an edit for political purposes as you can find. Even after all of that, Hillary Clinton today doubled down in support of Kamala Harris and in and, and criticism of Kavanaugh on the exact same point. Um, it's, it's amazing that they do this. But she's not going to get called out for it, though, no. which is why she does it. No, we're, you know, I mean, we're, she has no accountability. And this goes both ways, man. We're in a post-fact era, and yeah. people just don't care anymore about and, these and, and they're arguments. also looking at the metrics, too, that if, if you tweet something out that's false like that, it'll get a gazillion yes. retweets and likes. And then if there's the a retraction, nothing. five or ten retweets or likes. <laughs> that's it, because people aren't even looking at that. They don't care. Well, they want the outrage. This, exactly. again, goes to Cass Sunstein. Remember, Cass Sunstein <laughs> said, you have to infiltrate on, online. You have to infiltrate these movements and lie. Doesn't matter even if you're the government. Lie. Because by the time we go and correct it, enough people would have believed the lie. Speaking of Kavanaugh, um, 
MSNBC was, they were talking about the Kavanaugh hearings and how uh, Senator Collins is getting death threats. And they had a panel discussing that, but first they played some of those death threats. Let's listen. We have new reporting from our team on Capitol Hill, Frank Thorpe, and Caldwell, showing these abusive calls that she's gotten related to her vote on uh, Brett Kavanaugh, this pressure campaign against her. I want to play you a little bit of, of the kinds of things that Collins is hearing about and getting. Watch. If you care at all about women's choice, vote no on Kavanaugh. Don't be a dumb you also. If you vote for him, you are standing there, feckless, feckless, feckless woman, standing there letting, letting Trump and his appointees steal health care from millions of Americans, steal the right to choose what women do with their bodies. And you stood by there. Oh, I didn't know. I'm so naive. F*** you. F*** you. Okay, so actually that was some of the gentler, the wow. gentler uh, messages that she received. But I, I've... Interesting comments after that. Wanted to get y'all's reaction before we play the rest of it. In what world does that not harden your stance like, I would in not the direct want to, opposite? Exactly. Yes. I know. I would never. I would be like, I'm not doing it solely because <laughs> you guys for, are talking to me. Thanks for way. making up my mind. Right. Yeah. I was on the fence, but now I'm not. Yeah. Good gosh. Allow me to point out too what I just pointed out, which is again, look at the lengths they go to say to use words that where they won't admit what they're talking about. Yeah. Uh, you know what? He, the guy's in a, in a panic. Like when you're in a panic, right? You're saying f you, f you, all those things, and he says, "How dare you talk about the women's right to choose to do." what they want with their own bodies like no matter what they won't say what it is it's abortion say it you're you you were arguing for abortion you're not arguing for the woman's right to choose what they do with their own bodies it's not health care it's insanity flu shots women can't get flu shots if this goes forward (laughs) insanity Uh, but i thought the comments afterwards were interesting watch I will say, when you listen to those, and having been out on a campaign trail, it's the passion of people. It's obviously abusive, and the language that they're being that's being used is abhorrent. But you also feel that they're talking about life and death issues. They're talking about women's rights to choose. They're talking about whether or not you can have health care, pre-existing conditions. These are things that can lead people to die. So I think when you when you hear that, of course they shouldn't be calling it in that Uh. way. But when you're out on the campaign trail, this is the life and death things that people are talking about. And that was from two men, which I think really shows how this is an issue that's not disconnecting women. It affects families all over the country. Brett Kavanaugh's confirmation hearings absolutely bring abortion and reproductive rights as a top midterm election issue in a way it might not have been otherwise. And Susan Collins and these red state Democratic senators are stuck in a really tough place with calls like that and decisions like this. So abortion, (laughs) not so much a life or death situation. No. But Brett Kavanaugh, Life or death situation. Um, someone brought this. I remember who it was on Twitter, but it was. I thought it was a really interesting observation. Is that like think of your life as Brett Kavanaugh? For thirty years, you've been working on the court with almost with almost nothing but real accomplishment and praise from your peers and continued success. And liberal peers as well. Yeah, liberal peers and conservative peers. He's been you know again like I, Kavanaugh doesn't excite me as a pick for the Supreme Court really, um, but. Uh, But, like, this guy's had a normal life, right? And all of a sudden, with one decision, he's all of a sudden half of the country thinks he's the worst person in the world. Like, what has this man done to demand this sort of just just absolutely despised now? And it's not let women choose what to do with their bodies. (laughs) Yes, yeah, it's even ruled on that issue. They're Mitt Romney, 
Kavanaugh. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they turned Mitt Romney into like this like spawn of the Satan. Mitt Romney, yeah. for crying out loud. I bet if he, if he would have picked Merrick Garland, the same thing would have been happening. <laughs> if Trump would have been like, you know what? I think Merrick Garland would be good. <laughs> It'd still be the same calls would be coming to Susan Collins. That's why he should, you know, he should do Milton Freeman. You know, we're going to dig him up and uh, prop him up there. And, you know, somebody's going to make puppet voices because he's very well. We know what he was going to say on this case anyway. And uh, they would have they would have gone crazy just like they are now. It doesn't matter. Go for it. Go for it. You're going to do that. Just put Scalia back on. (laughs) Scalia was pretty good, but I'll take Milton Freeman. Jason, uh, before the show, was begging to talk about the new Apple Oh! Oh yes! Oh, so, how did I? Ahead. How did I not know this was happening? Did you guys know this was happening? I had no idea. So, I still. Don't, I haven't. I heard you talking about it. I haven't heard anything. So it else. happens. I think every September, but they have their re- big reveal thing, and they actually, for the first time, they tweeted it. Before it was annoying because you could only see it through an Apple device, but now they like they did it through YouTube. They live streamed it through Twitter. I mean, anyone could have saw this. But um, as we expected, they're going to do another. What they're called? I think it's the iPhone XS. Yes is the rollout. So there's an iPhone XS, just the regular one. It's basically the same size as the uh, as the X is. Yeah, I guess it's uh, it's the, the the plus, I guess, is the same. Max. The Max is the plus. They used to have a plus. The Max is, is the same size as the plus, but it has it's all screen rather than it doesn't have that home button at the bottom of it. Yeah. Um, so I mean it's a, it's it's a, these things are Why would you pay $1000 for a phone that I can't well, see why you wouldn't. Is that, how, is that how much it is? The big one starts at $1,099. Yeah, the high end. starts at? The high end is like, the, it's like 500 gigs or something like that of storage and like twelve, thirteen hundred dollars $1,300. Yeah. Something and, like that. And look, it's expensive. I mean, you know, for the amount that people use it, it's probably a, a decent value proposition, honestly. <clears throat> I mean, people are on these things for four, five, six hours a day. I mean, whether that's a good idea or not is a different question. My, my thing on this now, the, these reveals used to be so, like, hardcore cool. Like, yeah. you watched it because you knew you were going to see something you'd never seen before. Now you're seeing all the same stuff. Oh, yeah. But like the, it doesn't the, matter. It's their, like Their big reveal was the watch. So they, they came out with a, the new series watch, which has, a, I guess, an FDA-approved echocardiogram on it. Like I, what? if you wanna, if you need like echo, and then they brought out like the, the head of the doctor, American though, Heart right? Association. Yeah. <laughs> well, their point was, you know, the guy's point was interesting, and I think this is where we're going. By the way, and it's and this is a real thing that we're going to be dealing with in healthcare as we get, and especially our kids will be doing it. They are saying that one of the big issues is, and everybody's faced this. You go into a doctor's office, you say, "I'm having a, I don't know, I feel like I'm getting, a, you know, my heart is beating really fast," and they go, "Well, you, it's not now." Like, they can yeah. guess at what it is, but they don't have any record of how, how your heart was beating or any of this stuff. Now, if you're having something like that, there's an actual record you can pass to the doctor. They can look at your heartbeat when it was occurring and, and understand it much better. It's actually a great thing for, yeah. for yeah. medicine. It's going to get great, but it's also going to result in your, your vital signs being monitored 24 hours a day and all of that. And it's, there's a creepiness to that. There's a creepiness factor. How long before that's, a man, it's, that's mandated for like any kind of insurance? So yeah. tomorrow, you, know, you have to wear one of these Tomorrow things. on radio, I, I was going to do it today. We ran out of time. I, I hope to be able to do it tomorrow. I'm going to talk about eye-tracking. All this technology that we're all talking about, that's nothing. That is absolutely nothing. Eye tracking is where is the thing that you should be worried about. Okay. Eye tracking is 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 great. Oh, I thought it was another Not Apple product. Eye tracking. That was another Apple product. No. Eye is in your eye. Okay? okay. So you're watching Netflix or Amazon or NBC. Okay. Your smart television has a camera on it. Okay. So now they're accessing that camera. And they are tracking your eyes. 
because what they're what they're looking for is there are patterns and and the way your eyes react to different things it can tell when you're drifting it can tell if you're actually laughing your eyes change if you are laughing because you are actually laughing or you're laughing and I don't really get the joke. You know what I mean? You know, it's like Dennis Miller. If you're <laughs> laughing with Dennis Miller, it's your eyes are different. And so they're tracking your eyes and they're, they're, they're going to start using it for, um, to be able to make your, um, uh, to make your movie predictions a little better, to make their shows a little better. Uh, so they'll know exactly who everyone is that's watching, and they'll know what's effective. So can you, do you choose to be a part of this, or they're just... It's not enabled yet. At the beginning, you choose it, right? And then it becomes, And then you yes. have to opt out, right? probably, yeah. yeah. It's like the same thing, you know, when the fingerprint thing came up, it was like... Yeah, well, you could. You don't. You don't have to use the fingerprint. You can use the code every time until you use the fingerprint a couple times, and it's so easy that it changes your life. And then you're on that, and then their face recognition comes out, and you're like, I'm not going to use the face recognition. That's stupid. And then, of course, it's so easy that you wind up using it. Now, everyone who has the iPhone X has uses it. The algorithms that they use to like predict what you would like to watch is fascinating to me. Like, if you look through Netflix, sometimes it's right on. Sometimes I'm like, no, what are you is, doing? This is, they, they, like, it'll be horror movies like Slasher Flicks, no, then they, My Little Pony goes to Disneyland. This is actually, we discussed this, probably people don't remember it because it was so long ago, that we weren't even discussing this kind of technology at the time. Do you remember? This is what Microsoft wanted to put on all of the computers in schools. iTrack. Because it would track when the teacher was doing a good job, when they were connecting, when they wouldn't, who was paying attention. But it also gave them information over a long period of time to make decisions for you. You're good at this skill. You should be a carpenter. You should be this. And it sorts people. And the problem with it is it's not going to just be used by you know Netflix and Amazon. Once they track you for a long enough time... All kinds of data come out about humans, but also specifically you. And so it's the same kind of stuff they're saying that that one of the big concerns, the lighter concern, is that we will stop we will stop trusting our own decisions because all of the decisions will be made for us very accurately. You'll say, you know, we want to go to a movie. I don't know. What do you want to see? That, that's over. It will just say, you will see this movie. You want to see this movie. And this movie you can compromise on. And you'll just go. It's like Google now, Google Maps. You'll, you'll go your own way and dis, dis, disregard Google a couple of times. But once Google is, once you were wrong and Google was right a couple of times, you stop listening to yourself. No, I say that to myself all the time. When I, when I waste. Every time I'm like, oh, I know this way. And then I, I go the way I know. And then there's a big traffic jam. And I'm like, well, Waze knew that. And I didn't know it. So I'm a moron. I should so just listen to Waze. Start, they, they believe this eye-tracking technology will be used eventually to make decisions on who you marry. Okay, can you imagine how formulaic uh, oh entertainment God. will be, too? Oh, everything. I mean, I, like they'll just like everyone's going to know your eyes are usually in the upper right quadrant when you're laughing, and that's where they'll put all the funny stuff. And like, you know, the, I that's going to be for schools. You just kind of scared me when you said they'll tell you if you're supposed to be a carpenter or a mm-hmm. scientist. Can you imagine the discriminatory if this really gets ingrained and fully gets implemented in their education system? You could have been like this algorithm could de- designate you as a carpenter and not a scientist. Yeah. And so then you will not get into school to go, to go be a scientist in the future Correct. because of this. You, you, don't have, you, you, you will have a path uh, 
absolutely set for you. And and the other thing is, we are now um, we are now mapping enough of the mind to be able to read thoughts and to be able to destroy thoughts. You know, if you've ever tossed and turned at night because you've got something that just won't leave your mind and you just can't get rid of it. Nope. Eternal sunshine of the uh, spotless mind. But in real life. In real life. But that's what whiskey is for. Am I right, Sarah? Am I right? Right. Natty Light and and, and you're uh, at a set (laughs) Fueling this internet conspiracy. Oh, shotgunned it back in college. In college? Who didn't? Golly. College. Thunderbird 2020. Never gonna out front. Live that down. Uh, All right. Today's The Blaze Why comment is from Dan. Uh, He was... Referencing our show yesterday, talking about making sure to teach our kids, teach the teenagers about 9-11 and about our history, he said he had an idea for you to bring in just your average teen, bring in teens as a studio studio audience and ask them what they know about 9-11. That would be an interesting. So it's really interesting. We we actually put that on our calendar for next summer. Really? Because uh, that's that's the 9-11 program that yeah. we we decided, what, two days ago we wanted to do next year. That'd be great. Okay, yeah. so tune in uh, next, next year. Tune in here. Put it on <laughs> your calendar. Yeah. Since it was his idea, he will be paying for it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. Uh, Thanks, Dan. Just look it. up our studio address and send us a check there. Today's poll is, are you planning on buying the new Apple iPhone XS? I'm going to go with no. Goes on pre-order tomorrow or in two days. I will be waking up at midnight to do it. Starting at $1,000. You do that every time. Every time. I can't stop. It's like crack. I can't stop. It's stupid. And I'm wasting money and my wife will punch me in the you, job you, and I'll do so it. So you buy it. Why don't you lease it? I lease my phone now. That's, what, that's the only way you can do it now. I Is think. it? Yeah. I, I don't but think I, you can buy all right, can you? Hey, can you, can. you talk you to, can. to Can you talk briefly about that lawsuit? We want to talk to this guy. Just do, can we have two minutes extra? You're the boss. All right, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, the buy it. Yeah, this is interesting. This. Um, they wrote a, a professor uh, wrote a paper about this, which is basically that all these services that we use all the time, um, you know, iTunes and Amazon and all these things, um, have been in the middle of basically what is the largest uh, false advertising um, scam of all time. Uh, conce- concept being when you. Buy, you press to buy or purchase or whatever button you're pressing, you're not actually buying or purchasing what you're getting, especially if it's, if it's a digital asset. For example, you buy a movie on Amazon and it goes up in your Amazon um, uh, you know, library, yeah. right? Um, so you can access it whenever you want, right? It's yours for the, till the end of time. Well, not really. If the re- relationship between Amazon and the movie company changes, they can pull those those movies right out of your library. Wow. And, oh, and people wow. Are, that's happening to people, and they're complaining about it, and they're just responding like, actually, that's right in the user agreement. Um, and, or, and But again, when you say purchase or buy, like you're giving people the idea of yeah. ownership. Um, and like in, he pointed out, in New York, the fine for a company... For one case of false advertisement is $500. How many purchases in New York have happened through Amazon or through um, iTunes? It's pretty interesting, and, and, and his arguments are, are, are pretty interesting. It's an academic paper, so it's really in-depth as well. I really like so gonna, the idea. we're going to look into it and yeah. get them I really, I really like that. I don't like the fact, you know, but that's the way we're all going to be. You're not going to own anything. Yeah. And, and that is, there's another paper that I read on that that, that's one of the problems that we are going to have with capitalism is America was built on the idea that you can build it and own it. Well, we're leaving the ownership realm. We're not going to be, you won't be owning your car. You'll be renting your car. You'll be renting your house. You'll be renting your phone. 
There is no ownership any idea well, anymore. So what does that mean? What does that mean to capitalism, where you're not an owner? Yeah. All right. What do you say uh, whoa, whoa, we get whoa. out of here? They didn't even answer the question, though, the poll. Oh. What was the? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely going to I'm it? on the upgrade system, so I'm, I just keep getting it new one every year. Okay. Go to Apple. No. Get it no. through that way. That's no. the best way to new do it. New iPad? No. Oh, oh, stop. I'll have to say that to believe it. Yes. Yes. You'll put a new one out. I'll have it in a week. You have to know. Oh, I did probably announce something. I didn't see the whole thing. You're releasing it? Yeah. Like what you're hearing? Become a Blaze Premium subscriber and watch the show anytime, anywhere, live or on demand. Go to theblaze.com slash subscribe and start watching today.